Yo, 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 ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of I Plead the Culture. I'm your co-host, Happy. And this is Kellen. Yep, that's right. You're shocked at home, listening and realizing this is the first time we haven't done our standard intro, because Casey's not here. And you also probably recognize the name, Kellen. Don't recognize the voice. I'm not a stranger to the pod. No, we've referenced him time after time. Everyone's heard how we were supposed to have him on during the Coachella experience casey could not make it to day two or day three tough scene mentally spiritually spiritually emotionally we understand it though i've i feel less sympathetic to that just because i was texting him like yo where are you we're supposed to record this morning nothing and then he goes on after coachella to tell me he was at blackpink day two tough and then last week he shows me a picture of him and tatiana at blackpink <laughs> and i'm like bro you do all of our graphics like i know you just faked that well we're making up for lost time now that's true that's true yeah so this is the one and the only kellen the that's one referenced kellen. many times again give him a little intro about yourself why you're here what's the background yeah so me and happy we go way back to 2016 yep stomping grounds of washington dc the Less Aspen program. Yep. Yeah. So Name drop. That is where our friendship started with bottomless mimosas at Hawk and Dove. I think it was the first week of college football. It was. And I don't know if I've ever even said this on the podcast, but I, I went to Marquette. Me and Casey went to different colleges, mm-hmm. just for those who don't know. Me and Kellen both went to Marquette, but for the first three years of college, I didn't. we didn't know each other at all. No, we met our senior year. We did this program in D.C. Yeah. And we were like the only two cool people in this whole program of like twenty people. So I would kind of so. like an easy link between yeah. the two of us. I don't want to be ego driven, but yeah. Right. Like there's probably maybe other people who listen to this podcast from the program. I don't think there's a single person. Okay, I, I couldn't even cool. I'm trying to think who who would it be? Maybe um definitely not Bobby. No. Definitely not Ben. Nope. Kennedy, maybe. Maybe. She might. <laughs> she might be a full She might be down. Um <laughs> She's <Wait>. in Chicago. <laughs> Kennedy, if you're listening, text me. (laughs) Um, All that to be said, me and Kellen were strangers until we got to senior year and had an absolute bond fest. Yep. And given this is a hip-hop podcast, you would probably guess that our friendship was based in hip-hop. It pretty much was. We had a lot of big drops that came in the fall of 2016. Back end of 2016. Yeah. Yeah. It was, you start with Frank Ocean. Yep. Because that was what, September? Yep. So that was like as we were arriving. August, September time yeah. frame. Yeah. And then you got Starboy. Yep. And then Birds in the Trap. It was like three major hitters at the same time. Do you want to know what my saddest memory from DC is? I do. Okay. So I, going into DC, it was after the life of Pablo. And as I've mentioned on this podcast a thousand times, big Kanye West fan. And this is before the majority of the controversy. Mm-hmm. I'd never seen him live. So I knew he was going to be in DC when I was there. Oh my God. And I was like, I can't miss him. So I bought a ticket by myself. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I went solo. If I had any idea that I had a friend like you waiting there who would have definitely gone. Well, here's the thing. We definitely discussed me coming to the po- to the con- to the Kanye show with you. And I just didn't pull it. But I already had my... I didn't have the money. I, I had a solo seat as well. Yeah. Like it would have been hard for you to yeah, I get the seat next to me. Yeah, I would have down like the bag yeah. to get in that building. Yeah, and don't say bag. Yeah. But... I, uh, that, that, that is a sad memory looking back. Cause if man, what an opportunity that could have been if we had seen that together. We definitely missed one there. But yeah. I know you had a big come up at the show that, that shirt that you got. My favorite piece of merch. I I've mentioned it before. 
the the St. Pablo. And you remember we were out at the bar one night in DC yep. and I was wearing it and some guy was like, I'll give you two hundred dollars for that shirt right now. And Random I was like, dude on the street. And I was like, like, What the fuck am I supposed to wear? Can I buy your <laughs> shirt for two hundred dollars? Yeah. And I said no, and then he got mad at me. Yeah. And then he like started cursing at me down the street. It's like I'm not selling this for a million dollars. I think I said that. Yeah. Exactly. That's pretty much what you said. Yeah. Fucker. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So maybe it was my fault. But um, we we really had we had some big memories there. We did. A great background of music to just enjoy ourselves to. Um, I worked on Capitol Hill. You worked for like. Yeah, I worked for. Uh, little embarrassed to admit this yeah but i worked for a pharmaceutical company <laughs> yeah big pharma yeah wow yeah. have you seen dope sick i have seen dope sick it's one of my favorite shows and you're i'm you're I'm you're clay much, jensen the I'm, guy who I'm clay jensen plays with the sicklers in this one <laughs> sacklers <laughs> sacklers my bad sacklers sicko same thing, yeah same thing. uh but you were the only person in the program who's like getting paid yeah <laughs> so, so that's so actually why i hung I, out with you i managed i managed to keep that a secret for a really long time and yeah. then when everybody found out that i was getting money they were all so pissed like i remember happy that found out that i was making 17 dollars an hour and oh my god get pay, getting paid anything you gave me the dirtiest look ever and i told everyone yeah i was like yo look at this fucking guy yeah i was just low-key stacking bread yeah but buy know. me all my starbucks yep Buying Starbucks, the yeah. little bodega across the street. Yep. We would go in there every day and get a snack. Diet dinner, Coke. Diet Coke. Yeah. yeah pretty uh, much. Yeah. 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 So that that's our that's our pretty much background. But it the story doesn't really end there. No. Because that's just the beginning. That's just the beginning. The most important part of this entire story is the fact that you had a radio show in college. Yes. And you had me on. Yeah. So I mean, this kind of gave you your little itch for doing podcasting and radio shows. You get addicted. Yeah. It's like it's heroin. Like you you touch, do it once and you it's touch like, it you, and yeah. you're like, God, I got to get another hit. Exactly. Know? Yep. But Can't not want it. I had a radio show at Marquette uh, on Marquette Radio called Certified. And Happy was my first guest ever on the show. And basically, the concept for the show was I would pick one song every episode. And I would name it my certified banger of the week. Like yep. maybe it was like a big drop or there was definitely big drops happening. And uh, this was, this would be the spring of 2017. Yeah. So we're thinking like Kendrick. Yep. Kendrick Dam. And we had that Calvin Harris album. Yeah. Oh, I can't Funk, Funk wave waves, volumes. Volume two, something like that. Whichever <laughs> one had slide yeah. on it. He should have just called it slide. He should have Featuring everyone else. There was yeah. a big Kodak Black album that dropped at that yep. time. And Conscience was an absolute banger. I remember that. And then obviously all the things bangers. we referenced in the fall we were still yeah. listening to. For sure. Yeah. yeah. So there was a lot of like really good like relatively new music at the time. For so sure. I was like, yeah, I uh, my, my our buddy Connor, Connor Cacciatello, shout out to him. Mm-hmm. Ripping packs. Yeah, he is uh he is where I got my sports card addiction from. We can get into that a different time, but But real quick, let me give him a quick shout out because this also is relevant to the pod. Okay. He sent me a he he DM'd me the other day, he's like, What's your address? I was like, Holy shit, is Connor getting married? <laughs> <laughs> and and then I uh, sent him my my parents' address because I don't trust mail and SF. No. So Can't trust it me. would be stolen. So then my mom texts me, she's like, You got a, a package from a Connor? And I was like, open it up and send me a picture. And it's a little baby and Meek Mill card. That's hard as fuck. <laughs> yeah. So he pleads to the culture that. too. Yeah. He's a big pleader of the culture. Yeah. So I appreciate that. That's my guy. Thank you. Yeah. Well, Connor is an A one day one, but yeah. he got me set up over at Marquette Radio 
and showed me the ropes for like how to work the actual like studio in there. And uh, yeah, I mean that was kind of the birth of everything. Yeah, yeah. There so. is no IPTC without certified. Pay homage. And for a while after college, we were trying to do a podcast. We were. We talked about doing it. A um, little difficult since I'm based in Chicago. Yes. The logistics of it, like, kind of didn't really work out. Felt like too big of an obstacle to overcome. It was way more of a challenge than it, you know, would have been to actually like carry this out. Like, it 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 wouldn't have been worth the effort. I don't think we would have been able to figure. It I, out. I just also don't think that's as like uh, intimate, you know. No, like it's I'm feeling not. you from across the room right now. Like you need to be in the same room. For yeah, that vibe. Like, yeah. This is not Peyton and Eli Manning stuff here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Monday don't talk on them cast. like that. <laughs> You know, your eyes, my guy. Discourage your giants here. Yeah, yeah. We don't talk about that on the pod. Yeah. The One only thing, the only teams we talk about are the Warriors. Fair. And uh, by the way, if you're a Bulls fan, Kellen has a burner Bulls account on Twitter. It's this Bulls Thoughts at Shy Bulls Thought. Yeah. So if you have any inkling about, if Bulls you're looking stuff, for some Bulls content. You have you have a great basketball mind. I give you a lot of credit. I always come Thank to you, you for, for questions. That. I yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. No, I know you're a big fan. You're yep. you're definitely a good fan for, for sure. sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Not too much of a homer. Yeah. But I'm 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 critical of my team. We're we're kind of down bad right now. Yeah. You're not a homer. No. Which I hate. Yeah. Like there's people who would, who would be like, oh, like personally, like I love Zach Levine, but there's people who would be like, yeah, he's one of the the best players in the NBA. And it's Correct. Just, it's like. And I think that's Chill. that's another thing me, you, and Casey have in common because I think me and Casey are all ultra critical of the Warriors. Yeah. You know, which is like they, they've got you four championships. Just, you don't, guys are so spoiled. Don't be too critical, but our friend Mark, who I'm sure is tuning in right now, you know, he was riding with Brad Wanamaker. He thinks Trace Jackson Davis or whatever his name is is like the next fucking Carl Malone. Yeah, Moses Minus Cody. the child bride, but um, – I don't. We, we don't roll like that. No. It's me, you, and Casey not being homers. We keep keeping it real. It real. Yeah. So that's a yeah. So certified. I, I would consider this almost an episode of certified. This is like kind this of is kind of like an extension, like a five year reunion of certified. Yeah, this certified is like a reunion episode here. Certified times. I plead the culture. That was a little different though, because like basically for certified, we would it was more music based as opposed to like discussion based. True. Like we would, I would just play songs and then like give a little context for the songs. This is more like open forum, like discussion, and I think you kind of thrive in this element. I mean, hearing my own voice being played over a recorder, some people are like, oh, I hate hearing myself. I'm like, oh boy, I no. love this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow, who is this guy? <laughs> and now I can't get enough. Yeah. I can't get enough. He likes the sound of his own voice. Yes, which people say is a drawback, but I say lean into it. Might as well. I mean, you might as well own it, right? Yeah, I mean... Like, you have a podcast that's fire. Thank you. You and Casey hold it down. Yep. You gotta own that shit. Yep, absolutely. And speaking of Casey, we gotta give this man a shout-out right now. What do you got? I I am, like... <laughs> I feel like this is the first episode of I Plead the Culture where Casey is not featured, and I'm kind of honored to be sitting in his seat right now. I feel so comfortable looking at you from across the mic... Because you would think, like, I am kind of alarmed that I'm speaking into a mic and it's not Casey. Yeah. Because I've never done that. It's Besides, probably, like, a little bit weird. It's it's not – it's it's weirdly not weird. That's the weird thing. Okay. Like, the fact that it's not weird is incredible. Like, it's just vibes. Well, I'm sure there's, like, a little bit of an aspect that's missing to it. Like, Casey provides, like, a great vibe for the show. Oh, just, of course. I'm just trying to, like, hold... hold, hold No, and I, I think you're doing a great job. And, I mean, the thing is there's going to come a day where the three of us are on these mics. 
Yeah. And it's going to be... We, we definitely need a trio episode. We've had some trio experiences in the past recently. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Coachella. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Let's get into that a bit. Let's get into it. Yeah. Okay, so um, Casey was at the last Coachella. Yep. Me and you have gone to the last two. Correct. Um, and, and like I said earlier, Casey was hard to find during Coachella. Yep. But the one time I found him, it was after Kate Tronado, and I like threw up. <laughs> and then I was like, fuck, I got to find Casey. It's Metro Bad Boomin. stuff going on. And I started screaming. I'm like, Casey. I called him like 30 times. Didn't work. And then finally the call connects. Well, we lost you too before that. You were kind of off on your own for this. Because I was throwing up Kate Tronado. Big time. Not him being bad or anything. I was no. just like, whoa, too many lights. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of like a lot to take in. For sure. This was like... If you had epilepsy, you could not be at that show. For sure. And they didn't give any warning. No And now I'm wondering if I do have epilepsy. You might. Yeah. You might have gotten epilepsy. If I had epilepsy, I would have had a seizure watching Ice Spice's SNL performance because there was lights blinking. My poor mom (laughs) hated it. Yeah. She's like, who is this? And I was like, mom, it's the girl from the Dunkin' Donuts commercial. Yeah, literally. This is Ice Spice. She's got the drink named after her. Yeah. So. That boy's a Leo. So. So anyways, I'm trying to find Casey at Coachella because he, he didn't come with us. Brooke wouldn't let him stay in the house. No. <laughs> we, as we famously remember. So he had to stay at like the La Quinta. And, <laughs> and so he got into the first day pretty late. And I'm like, we have to see Metro Boomin together. And, yep. and like we've discussed and like me and Casey discussed. That was really the only set that meant anything. It was. That was the biggest show of the weekend once Frank was canceled. Yes. So I, we, even just so we had to link up. So I, by some miracle, the podcast gods were like, we have to make sure these guys link up for this. Yep. And we made it happen. I found him. Yep. And then we ran to the, the tent. Mm-hmm. And then the three of us were together. Yep. And we're just hyped up. I'm wearing my Metro Boomin shirt. We... We are. We waited for probably an hour before Metro Boomin came on, and two friends. The worst fucking show I've ever seen in my life was right before Metro Boomin. They did not deserve to be on the stage at Coachella. Made me sick. It was absolutely yeah. disgusting. I was disgusted. That was the worst. Like literally the worst music I've ever. Heard. I had a really loser friend who was also there and was like, "Oh, two friends was so good," and I was like, "Bro, you're such a loser." Yeah. Never no let, names mentioned. Never let him on the podcast. Yeah, I would never. never. Um, he loved it, and that's just how you know it sucks. Yeah. So. <laughs> We were there, and the craziest part, I think, about Metro Booming was that we were – it felt really close, but looking at the pictures after, we were, like, in the first, like, 2 or 3% of the row. There were so many people at that show. Yeah. I remember seeing, like, Metro Booming tweet out a picture yeah. of the crowd, and, like, that was at the Sahara Tent. The crowd was literally pretty much all the way back to the Ferris wheel. Yes, like, correct. Not anyone, pretty much, literally. For anyone who's never been at Coachella before, that is probably, what, quarter of a mile? Um, I think we have some listeners in Canada, so go metric. Oh, I can't do the conversion <laughs> in my head, man. You put me on the spot like that. Sorry. A quarter mile. Um, something like that. I mean, it was, I think it, the count was like 80 to 100,000. Yeah. Yeah. It was the biggest show of the weekend. So I don't think we knew at the moment how blessed we were. Like, we were fucking close as fuck. And we didn't even know how we, – we, we had an inkling that the yep. weekend was going to show up. Yeah. We knew he was there the first weekend. And he loves Coachella. Can't he get really enough. He really does. Yeah. 
Coachella. Just hoping he runs into Bella Hadid. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to find her in the VIP section. Literally, he's like looking in the crowd, doesn't see her, gets off the stage. Yeah. But the the most shocking part about Metro Boomin is that he had we were in weekend two, Mm -hmm. and the weekend, no pun intended, closed for him weekend one. But then weekend two, he opened. Right. And I was like fucking floored. We were not ready for it. We were ready for him to be at the back end of the show, and all of a sudden. Metro comes out, plays like maybe one song, and then all of a sudden it's like, give it up for my boy, Abel. Yeah, he did On Time Yep. to start. Yep. And then it's me, you, and Casey in the crowd. Yeah. The three biggest weekend fans I know. We're going absolutely Fucking nuts. batshit. Comes like complete out, batshit. He comes out to Faith, and yes. we lose our fucking minds. Yes. And that, that has turned into one of my favorite songs by him ever, just because of how iconic that was. That was literally a moment in history, mm-hmm. and... Yeah, I mean, After Hours is an incredible album, but I think it kind of peaks at Faith, which is weird to say because there's so much like mainstream like hype around that album with Blinding Lights and with um like After Hours and stuff like that. But like Faith is just like a cult song that And if I OD I want you to OD right beside me. Basically, that's like a cult weekend stuff. Well, we dropped when he did that part. Oh, that was that's like a top like singular feeling I've had in my life. Totally. Like being with you and Casey and hearing that, we were just like arm in arm. Yeah. (laughs) We were bouncing. Yeah. We were bouncing. Yeah. That was that was an incredible feeling for sure. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And uh, that was just an incredible concert, like all around. If if we so we saw the weekend three times within the last year, basically. Correct. And I mean, we were blessed to be able to see that. So we saw we saw him the first time we went to Coachella, he yep. took Kanye's spot because yep. Kanye was being anti Semitic. Yep. He got kicked out. Cancelled, yeah. Canceled. We unequivocally denounced that behavior on this Thank podcast. You, Kanye. Yeah. Yep. Um and that was incredible. That was the first time I'd ever seen him. Yep. Sam. Oh was- yeah. Mm-hmm. That was my first experience with the weekend. And yeah. Being a, as big of a weekend stand as I am, like a fan since 2011, like yeah. the fact that I waited 11 years to see my first weekend show, like getting it, being able to see him in that moment was just like, there was no, there was no way I wasn't going to be like in completely invested in that. And when I asked Casey the festival question of what's the best festival performance you've ever seen, I wasn't at the Outside Lands that the weekend performed, and he always brings that up and gives me a hard time for it. Yeah. He, gives, he likes to do that. Yeah, but I, I do feel bad that, I mean, he, he did announce the After Hours tour was supposed to be a long time before it ended up happening. Right. So we should have seen him a lot earlier, but we didn't. Right. And the first time we saw him was at Coachella. Correct. And he did not disappoint. Like, it sucks we had to wait 45 minutes to see him. Like, Swedish House Mafia, like, yeah. I hate Swedish House Mafia. Happy's not a fan. Like It, it goes top to bottom. Or bottom to top, Jonah Hill, two friends, Swedish House Mafia, <laughs> R. Kelly. Wow, even below R. Kelly. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they blew it. it. I mean, bro, it was like midnight on Sunday of Coachella. It's like, we're ready. Like, let's go. We want to see the weekend. It's like, bro, I'm on fumes. You know how I feel out here. Like, you, you're you yeah, one of us. We're literally in the desert yeah. right now. Like, like what do you think I'm doing go. in the crowd? Like, uh, My come legs on. are dead. Like, yeah. We have been standing for three days straight. God, God knows what. Un- Jesus, God does know. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I so 
And then you also saw him on the After Hours Till Dawn tour. This is correct. So three times in one year. Yes. Two Coachella shows, After Hours Till Dawn here in Chicago at Soldier Field. Which me and Casey also saw him at Levi. Correct. You which guys we've had spoke- a whole excursion for that. We had a, well, I mean, we got a hotel. Yeah. Despite being like 30 miles away from our homes. Yeah. That's a, that's dedication right there. I mean, we, we were fired you up. You turned it into a movie. It was a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Short film. A short film. Yeah. But critically acclaimed. So what would you rank those three performances? And I know that's a tough question. It's a really tough question because, like, the two Coachella shows are shrouded a little bit because, like, the one with Metro, he played four or five songs. No, more than that. He did, like, six or seven. Okay, fair enough. We can check. it's still, like, it's not a full-on weekend concert. And the same thing goes for him, like, doing 45 minutes at Coachella. I think the After Hours Till Dawn tour was incredible. Like, it... Basically, like, the whole Soldier Field was alive in that moment. And, like, you can see just how big of, like, a presence The weekend is. Like, obviously, he is one of the most listened to artists, like, in the entire world. Blinding Lights, biggest song ever. Yeah, like, experiencing Blinding Lights live with, like, the whole stadium, like, fl- like flashing with I those said, lights. ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it was just an amazing show. Um, so I, I ranked that number one, personally, because um, it's, like, my first, like, full-on weekend concert, even though I had seen him at Coachella, like, I had never seen a show where he, like, headlined it before. Yeah. That's number one for me. Um, and then I would say chronologically in order there, where the first year was number two and the, the third year with the uh, Metro Boomin Metro was third. show was third. Yeah. Yeah, I think I have to agree with you with, like, the full tour was obviously the best. Yeah. Because you're seeing, like what 30 songs he did pretty much and yeah. obviously like with a an artist with that many hits he's going you're gonna, he's you're going, gonna miss some though you're exactly like yeah. he's going banger after banger after banger but there's still st- there's still songs you wish you would have heard like i want to hear like some of like the back in like the house of balloon like day songs like he did some of them but it's not like yeah there's no way he's ever going to go through like one through ten on house of balloons like he'll he'll work in a couple of tracks but it's like yeah yeah, you, but you could never see him like that again. You could never see him like yeah. that again. But even just the fact that he does like that, yeah. those like those songs like live, it's just an experience. Like that's not something you get in, in a forty-five minute Coachella the, the, set. The thing though with me with with his After Hours Till Dawn is like I bought the Dawn CD and I think yeah. I've listened to that album maybe more than anything ever. I know your your numbers on Dawn FM streaming were sickly, crooked. Like literally, sickly. yeah. I that like, that I is. I thought I had listened to Don FM like an insane amount of times, yeah. and you had like pretty much doubled me. The hours like, didn't even add dear up. Dear God, like, yeah. What are you cooking the books here? You're cooking the books, but I uh, I think that's probably my favorite album of his ever. Wow. So seeing that album performed on tour, it's hard to beat. Yeah. But then when you get to the um, Metro Boomin verse, his uh, closing set at Coachella, mm-hmm. I really I... like seeing Creep in. Yeah. So that was cool at the Metro Boomin set. Opening with Faith and then Creeping and then yeah. you also get Double Fantasy, which is... Some of the s- idol stuff. Yeah, yeah, some idol stuff. Like, that was only his second time ever performing Double Fantasy. Yes. And... The first was Weekend One. Exactly. Yeah. So there, unless we were going Weekend One, there was no opportunity for us to ever see that at an early And record. Belting Creeping was fire. Oh my God. Like, that song had been out for, what, a couple of weeks maybe? Yeah. And... Like, the whole crowd was already singing it. Yes. Because everyone knew. Like, that was the impact that the song had. That was fresh, yeah. Yeah, it was very fresh. Yeah, that was a big smash. They laid it down. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay. I, I Mine's probably similar. I have a hard time going between Coachella here's 22 the, yeah. and 23. I mean, here's the thing. It's like, it's really difficult and almost like unfair to kind of rank those because like they were all just incredible shows. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, he has to come in last place if we're just debating him. I mean, true. Like, yeah. What are we to do? Right. We have no choice but to rank him first and last. Okay. So we have, that's our, uh. That's one of our hangs with Casey. Correct. We've got a second. We do. Yeah. Touching hardwood? Yeah, which I don't even know which... I'm trying to think which was a better hang, because these are two of the best hangs I've ever had ever. Both amazing hangs. Yeah. Why don't you expand a little bit on touching hardwood? Okay, so so Kellen was in town with his family. They were going to Yosemite. Yep. I was in SF area. Staying in Fisherman's Wharf. Yeah. (laughs) Was that fucking Hyatt or some shit like that? Who knows what hotel is down there, but... Yeah, family trip to uh, to the national park out there. Yeah, Yosemite. Yosemite. We're to gonna. Yeah. <laughs> classic. <laughs> it's a big classic. Yeah. But happy, uh, we needed to get a hang in. Yes, of course, so obviously. So happy was trying to get me to come to Outside Lands. Well, we went out to dinner. Yep. And I was like, bro, we need to hang a couple more times this weekend. Like, Outside Lands is this weekend. Young Thug is, Young Thug is on Thursday, or yep. on Saturday. Mm-hmm. We have to see it. We were looking for tickets. There yeah. was nothing like really super for you. Feasible. It would have been like you already had tickets. Yeah, yeah. it was tickets. like gonna be a, like a big like a big commitment for me to go to Outside Lands for sure. And happy is like I also have the opportunity to maybe get these tickets to the Warriors game, Chase Club. And then the text came through. My coworker was like, "Not only do I have two tickets, I have three. That text did not go green. That text went blue. Yeah, and she was like, do you have an extra friend you could bring to this game? And I was like, fuck yeah, yeah. I have an extra friend. He's right here. Yeah, like I'm with my cousins and like my aunt and uncle and like I love them, but <laughs> I, like I am definitely going to blow you off to yeah. the Warriors game. So, so it was me, you, and Casey at the Warriors game. Yep. Touching wood. Touching wood. Like we were literally courtside. They're yep. playing the Grizzlies. It's us, Trent Williams, and Debo Samuel. Yeah. Sitting courtside. Yes, for the Niners fans at home. Yeah. We were like right next to them. Yeah. Yeah. What we a saw crew. Them, we saw them walk like literally right past us and we were like, holy shit. You said, holy shit, is that Bobby Schmurda? I did I not like, <laughs> say it. Don't do that to me. That's some fucking bullshit. <laughs> no, I think me. I said that. <laughs> it was Debo Samuel. It was Debo. Yeah. yeah. But that was that was probably one of the coolest experiences of my life. Yeah, it was really cool. It's a great game. Uh, Warriors dubs or Warriors versus Grizzlies, I yep. should say. Steph missed the game winner. Overtime. Went to overtime. John Morant, Dylan Brooks went off. Warriors <laughs> first loss of the season. What a couple of thugs. Yeah, those guys are. <laughs> one of them's gone, and one of them's twenty-five games on the shelf. Yeah, yeah, good for point. For being a bad guy. And Steph took that game-winning three, and I was like, oh my god, this is going to be the best night ever if he hits this. Like, it felt like we are this was before Coachella, but we were all arm-in-arm arm again. Yeah. I was like, whoa. <laughs> Just rattles out, and then they lose. Yeah. First loss of the we season. We stayed around, like, after that game a little bit to, like, try and, like, get some dap-ups from the players, too. True. I thought you were referring to this, the part where your phone was dead. Oh, yeah. And you were like, how do I get back to my hotel? And I was like, and you I, just walk three miles around the Embarcadero, just stay on the water, you'll make it back. That and you're was like, so sounds stupid. good. I walked all the way from Chase 
center to fucking Fisherman's Wharf. That was like five miles. It's three and a half because I used to do it for work. Okay, fair enough. But like, <laughs> I am a stranger in this city. Totally. The only I felt bad. I, I didn't knew, know what. It, the didn't... only road I knew was the Embarcadero. So I was like, oh, I guess if I just walk all the way along this road, I'll eventually make. I was like, just take a scooter. And you're like, dude, my fucking phone's dead. <laughs> yeah. How can I pay for the scooter if I don't have a phone? I didn't. I I remember at the time feeling like there weren't any other options. Yeah. Like we tried our best. There really weren't. Word I wasn't about to get on the Bart and end up in fucking Oakland. Fruitvale, yeah. Yeah, probably Fruitvale not. Station. Yeah, great movie. Excellent movie. Sad ending. Very sad ending. Yeah. If you guys haven't seen it, check out Fruitvale it's Station. It's a great, great movie. That was Ryan Coogler. Yeah, Michael B. Black Jordan. Panther, yeah. yeah. That's when they originally linked up. Is that really? Wow. Yeah, that was kind of like their version of Certified. <laughs> it was origins. Fruitvale, yeah. It's the origins of their... And then Black Panther is us right now, and I, I believe the culture. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay, so we covered our big Hanks with Casey... Did we cover all of the shows we've been to? Uh, or how many concerts have we been so. to? I think we've we've talked about this. We've been to a number of concerts, like, not together, but mm. we've both been to them. Right. And obviously we had the weekend uh, yes. after hours till dawn tour. We talked about that a little bit. Yep. But also we had Kendrick, uh, the Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers tour yeah. last year. Really good show. I saw him at the. That was at United Center here in Chicago. And we saw him at. Uh, we didn't see him at Chase. He was at Oracle, the Warriors' old arena. Nice. And that was definitely one of the best shows I've ever seen. I feel like he is a guy who cares about his performances. Totally. Like Kendrick, is like an elite rapper of all time, and For sure. that kind of comes out in his shows. Like he can go. He goes back and forth a little bit. Like he'll he'll keep like to the tune of like his most recent album. Like he was playing a lot of Mr. Morale, but also like he was going back into it, to Pimp a Butterfly, Good Kid, Mad City, like featuring back to his old stuff too. It was just a really good blend of like yeah his, his like discography in that show. And good pronunciation. I always have a hard time. Yeah, I know you have a tough one with that. <laughs> I kind of had to show you up. Like I knew I needed to include like discography because. One of these, Rolls off the tongue when you say it. One of the it. recent episodes, I knew you couldn't say this. Sh- oh yeah, that shit. So yeah, kind of had to show you up there. <laughs> um, that was a really good show. It was. That was the most I've, and this is gonna be a shock. This is that was the most I've ever spent on merch ever at a single show. How much did you drop? It was like four hundred. Jesus. I know, but I, I'm looking at it. And it's like it has a shirt that says "Are you happy for me?" It's like yeah. fucking lock How it. How can you not buy that? And I got five. And that shirt is made for you. So I don't have you to You got wa- five of them? Yeah, my, my laundry's broken in my apartment, so. Yeah. You don't <laughs> seem like a guy who does laundry all that often. I I mean, it's it's broken. I take it to soap soap and wash. Yeah. They yeah. just do it for you. They do it for me and then deliver it back. Wow, that's actually a pretty nice setup. It's it's not bad. I mean, it's not super price conscious. Yeah. But I am supporting local business. Is it Christ conscious? <laughs> Good. Yeah, Joy Badass. Yeah. Nice. Um, so we saw we both saw Kendrick. Yep. That was good. I would give that like Yeah. I d- like a nine. Yeah, I would give it a nine. Like I had seen Kendrick before too. I had uh, not. I right? camped out all day for coach for uh, Kendrick at Lollapalooza in my high school days. Wow. Yeah. This was co- or Lollapalooza God, I don't even remember what year it was, but it was right after Good Kid, Mad City had dropped. So that was probably summer... 20... 20... 
13-ish? Or, yeah. 2013 or, or yeah, 14? Summer 2013. 2013 going, or Going 14. into college. I don't remember if it was the year right after it dropped or one year later. It would have been going into college. That was definitely right? his most recent album was yeah. Good Kid Mad City at the time. And I remember, like, and I basically, like, none of my friends in high school liked rap at all. I was pretty much the only one who liked Ooh. it. Yeah, I don't know how, like, they could never come on this podcast. Like, such different opinions on on music, but like, no one wanted to go with me to this Kendrick show. So, wow. Yeah. So <laughs> I like basically like camped out by myself and worked my way like all the way to the front, waited out all day, um, saw Ellie Golding right before Kendrick. Wow. Yeah. The I turn the lights. Na, na, Is that a diamond na. record? I think that might be a diamond. I was looking up diamond records the other day. Yeah. And that's one of a hundred. I think it's, it's gotten a lot easier to get diamond because of streaming. Right. Because, like, if you didn't hit, like, sales, like, in 2000, it's, like, you weren't going to sell more CDs. Right. But now it's, like, Michael Jackson just went, like, Diamond a couple times. Like, LL Cool J, I think, hit a couple. Fair. Um, so it gets a bit easier, but respects to Ellie Goulding, I think she might be one of the only, like, five white women on there. Yeah. So. I mean, she, der- she deserves it. Lights is an absolute classic. Smash. It's a smash. But yeah, so that's I mean, your favorite show ever. So that I would have to say that waiting all day for Kendrick oh, just okay. to, just to see him at front row at Lollapalooza is probably my favorite concert of all time. I'm glad you have such good memories of that album because that album brings back sort of foggy memories for me because when he dropped it, I got my wisdom teeth taken out. So they gave me like 50 Percocets. Jesus. And I had no idea they were like addictive. Who so was, I was your dentist? Was it I was future? just pumping. Uh, I wish. That would have been that cool. That would be really cool. But I was like, wow, this is the best album ever. Pour up, drank. Pop pills, drank. Headshot, I had no idea. Drank. Yeah. It also reminded me of when I was in sixth grade, I broke my leg. And for some reason, I have such fond memories of that. I realized I was perked out then as well. How did you break your leg? Um, I was in PE. We were playing soccer. And I, this is actually kind of gory. I was, we were playing soccer and I slid and the kid went to kick the ball and missed the ball and just kicked my leg. Ouch. And it broke in half. Jesus. And I was like cussing. Kid's got a strong leg. I was cussing and they were like, you're getting detention for this. And I was like, fuck you. <laughs> like my leg is literally in half. The principal is like giving me a hard time. Was it like one of those like egregious injuries where you could see your bone? It wasn't like Paul George vibes, no, okay. or, or anything like that, but. The principal's like screaming at me for cursing. I'm like, my leg is broken. Yeah, and, what do you expect? Like, and that's why I'm a union rep now. I can't control myself right now. Yeah, I'm getting my revenge on principals. Basically, yeah, like you're trying to fend for yourself. Yeah. Your you're, you're past self. Yeah. So I had no idea getting your wisdom teeth out and breaking your leg would make you love Kendrick Lamar so much in that album. That's pretty much what it boils that's down personally to. personally not what did it for me, but <laughs> like, I still love Kendrick even though I didn't break my leg. Fair. Like, I... <laughs> I think to this day, Good Kid, Mad City is still my favorite Kendrick album. Wow. Yeah, I really do. Like, that is like one of the big reasons that album, why I became such a huge fan of rap. And that mm. album resonates, me, resonates with me so much that I think it's like basically cements Kendrick's status as like an all time great in rap because that was his first album. And basically, he arrived on the scene with an all-time classic. I really like the way you phrase all that because that, like, was the essence of this entire podcast. Yeah. is like, what makes anyone a fan? Yeah. 
And the way you broke that down was awesome. Yeah. And that that is a cool history of your own. Totally. Of why you are such a big rap fan. And that's yeah. a good album to become a good fan at. It started with that album and then even like way like back before that, my favorite one of my favorite rap albums literally of all time, I would say are Good Kid Mad City and My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, which I know would strike a chord with you, <laughs> Mr. Big Kanye fan. That would be my version of that for sure. Yeah. That was like that did it for me. Obviously, like My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy was a few years before Good yeah. Kid Mad City and I like Kanye was one probably the first rapper I ever listened to. Chicago. My, my parents literally hated me for it. Like wow. my mom cannot stand Kanye, but I would Mine stop, neither. I I would just play that shit all the time. It like seems like Street lights going back to 808s and heartbreak. <laughs> 808s. I had yeah. no idea. I wish I had my heart broken when I was in seventh grade because it yeah. would have hit way different. Yeah. Yeah. Like I remember on our gr- like grade school trip, like we did a drive to DC and I listened to that album literally the whole way. Oh my god, do not say DC. Yeah, we talked. We talked about DC a lot on this. Yeah, spot, but yeah, we can we can we can touch on other subjects. I, I mean I'm 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 wondering I think we hit every single marker on this I think we did yeah. yeah this was pretty pretty solid pretty cohesive and if you think this is the end of hearing me and Kellen on the mic you're sadly mistaken because you might have noticed we haven't touched on a lot of music stuff we're about to come back and hit again and you're gonna hear some breakdowns about Drake outros mm-hmm. our favorite seven albums in the last five years that's a big one it was really difficult yeah we were at dinner the entire dinner I was like just charting it out. Yeah. And I thought I had it set, and then you're like, oh, it has to be in order. It definitely needs to be in order. Yeah, I was like, I thought it was my podcast. And you're like, no, it has to be in order. I'm setting some rules here. Yeah. So that's coming. We'll probably drop these at the same time, so you can just cruise into this next one. Um, But for the time being, this is I Plead the Culture. We out. We out of you.